This is Bloomberg Surveillance. On average, 70% of the companies will beat on their Wall Street guess. And that has been the case now for going on 20 years. You can still make a million bucks a year in investment banking. You can't make five anymore. We're going to see a combination of two things happen over the next year or two. One is wage growth will accelerate, and that will become more obvious. And the second thing is job growth will slow. Bloomberg Surveillance, your link to the world of economics, finance, and investment on Bloomberg Radio. Good morning, I'm Michael McKee, along with Tom Keene. It is 7 a.m. on Wall Street. It is noon in London, where the Bank of England has just released its latest monetary policy decision. John Farrell calls them the B.O.Z. And that's the case again today. No change in policy. The base rate stays at half a percent. QE purchases 375 billion pounds. The minutes show the vote 9 to nothing. We will have analysis ahead. But the immediate market reaction is a boost to the FTSE. It was down most of the morning, now up two points, about uh, three one-hundredths of a percent, but uh, gaining altitude. The pound, 141.51, is lower but pairing its losses. It is 1 p.m. in Paris now, home of the International Energy Agency. The agency out with a report this morning suggesting the global oil supply glut will be gone by the second half of the year. And that has changed the direction of oil prices this morning, which has changed the direction of global equities. West Texas is at 41.80 right now, a tenth of a percent. Brent crude 44.28, up two tenths of a percent. A big day in Asian markets with uh, Hang Seng finishing up nine tenths and the Nikkei in Tokyo up three percent on the day. Those gains didn't carry over to Europe, but the oil report has slowly changed that. The stock 600 now up by about a point, a tenth of a percent. The DAX in Germany up 12 points, also a tenth of a percent. Here in the U.S., futures have paired losses. The S&P E-minis are down just a point right now, a tenth. Dow E-minis are flat on the day. NASDAQ E-minis off three points, a tenth of a percent. They have all flirted with gains on the morning. So we will see where we open after the indexes closed at their highest for the year yesterday. The bond market is lower on the day, yields higher 10-year at 1.79%, the 5-year at 1.24, 77 basis points your 2-year note yield. The dollar index is at 94.92.5, which is uh, pair. It's up a little bit, but it has paired its gains on the debt. Joining us now, I'm going to let you bring him in because this is perhaps the most Tom Keen guest we have ever had on the show, and you can explain that. It's a lot of fun. We were talking about Myron Scholl's an hour ago, and you think, uh, folks, at the foundation of how we think within our mathematics and what we do on global uh, Wall Street, and one of the names that always rises to the top of any discussion and the beginning of any discussion is Emmanuel Derman of Columbia University. Uh, he corrected me earlier. I said 40 years plus at Columbia. You had a small interlude at a bank, as I recall. I had a large interlude. I got a Ph.D. at Columbia in theoretical physics, and then I worked as a physicist for seven years. Then I worked at Goldman for 18 years, and then I went back to Columbia to run a financial What engineering was it program. like your first day at Goldman? Did Lloyd Blankfein go get your coffee, or did well, Gary Cohen Well, stop that was by? in 1986. I don't, I don't know if Lloyd was there, <laughs> but, um, but I worked with Fisher Black. It was actually incredibly exciting. I'd gotten kind of bored with physics, and I got a real shot in the arm when I came to Goldman because yeah. people are – it's like being an ex- a theoretical physicist with experimentalists around you. Exactly. They really like what you're doing, and they want to interact with you. It was very exciting. What is the, the biggest mistake 
market participants make, the applied people, when they try to take your theoretical world and apply it to the real world? You know, if I can get a little highfalutin, they tend to be idolaters. They think that if you've written down an equation that it describes the market and the market's going to behave that way forever and that somebody's created a, a, an equation which describes the market, which is a kind of idolatry. And, and um, I think that's the biggest mistake well, they make. To take it away from quant then, Sir John Templeton made very clear that any trend that is successful, people learn from it, and the trend becomes less valuable, the model becomes less valuable over time. Is your world the same? Yes, precisely. I think um, there isn't any, you know, the planets are always going to obey Newton's laws and go around the go around the sun the way they do, but that's not going to happen to stock markets. Okay, well then the question, Mike, I want you to jump in here with Mark Carney and the Bank of England out. What are your thoughts on the new Newtonian mechanics that Chair Yellen Mr. Draghi, Mr. Carney, you're dealing with. You know, it's not Newtonian mechanics. These guys talk about it as though it's Newton. It's not even Kepler. There aren't any. <laughs> there aren't any firm laws in finance. Um, um, they, they like to talk as though they're still in the Newtonian world before quantum mechanics, but they're they're back in the world of the Greeks. Yeah, but it, it is uh, somewhat Kepler-esque because the markets seem to rotate around <laughs> the uh, central banks these days. Yes, um, they've got incredible amount of control. With great control, with great power should come great responsibility. <laughs> uh, how do you quantify central bank decisions in a world that central banks have never been in? You know, I think they're they're flying by the seat of their pants, and they they um they they radiate a lot more confidence than I think they probably have internally. Well, what, when you look at it, can you reduce that to mathematics? Given the fact that uh, they are flying by the seat of their pants. No, I don't think there's any there's any math. I mean, I understand finance a lot. I think economics and finance has some fairly good models. Economics is. Um, the amount of mathematics we were talking earlier on the show, the amount of mathematics that people use is grossly over-exaggerated well, in terms of its results. I mean, Francine asked you that horrendous question, that impolite question earlier about French, about the French economics. Let me, I'm going to do a ruder one here in a moment. Bloomberg okay. Surveillance this morning with Emmanuel Derman brought to you by Invesco. Explore what high conviction investing means to Invesco's value Equity managers, watch the conversation at Invesco.com slash interactive. And that's a great dovetail of fundamental value analysis with a little bit of mathiness. Emmanuel Derman of Columbia University with us. Mr. Woodford holds court in the economics department at Columbia from Princeton up to, up to, uh, uh, up to Columbia. Richard Clarida, who's on our show often, is one of the founders in, in, students and has a great humility about dynamic stochastic general equilibrium. Oh, God, when yeah. you see the, <laughs> the, 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 the multidimensional optionality of that mathematics, how do you as a leading quant respond to the certitude those models are supposed to give Chair Yellen? Yeah, I'm extremely skeptical. I'm on, I'm on, I'm on Jim Grant's side about DSGE, dynamic stochastic general equilibrium models. Um, I, you know, I don't believe them. I think they're much too complicated. And deep in my heart, I think that people at the Fed are probably using them to justify things that they decided for much more trivial and statistical yeah. reasons than those models. And I want to be fair, Mike, and say that Professor Clarida, to a great degree, tilts towards Professor Dermot. Even though he and Gertler and Golly did that research, there's a renewed humility 
about what value those basic models have. Well, without any humility, Paul Krugman uh, certainly attacked the models <laughs> after the uh, after the financial crisis. Uh, one of the things that uh, even people at the Fed, uh, Bill Dudley has been out front uh, on this in saying is that their models, they have not successfully integrated financial markets into the DSGE markets and the feedback impacts we get from financial markets. Yeah, I would say that's true. Um, um, I, I don't think, to be honest, I'm really skeptical. I don't think anybody will ever do that. Human life and human markets are so complicated. I don't think somebody's going to write down a successful equation that describes them. Um, yeah. I'm not saying people shouldn't try, but you've got to you've got to always be looking over your shoulder all the time. When you're trying to figure out what, I'll, I'll appeal to to your skepticism and also your math background at the same time, when you're trying to figure out what's going to happen, how far can you take mathematics? Is it worthwhile to to, to use it to try to prove an economic theory? Um, I think mathematics is much more successful in finance than in economics. So Black-Scholes is a really good theory. Um, you don't use it to predict things, but you use it to try to um, – do a sort of rational interpolation. You want to figure out what to pay for an out-of-the-money option. You use Black-Scholes given an at-the-money option. I want to get this in. I think this is so important. Tom Secunda helped Mike Bloomberg found this beast. Yes. They did it on first-order difference equations. Black-Scholes and others are continuous functions, which we have found over the years are squishy and time indeterminate. We find value in T, T plus 1. T plus two. That's the foundation of Tom Secunda. Do we need to go back to that certitude of T, T plus one, T plus two versus pie in the sky, continuous functions? Well, I, I don't see a big difference, honestly, between continuous and T, T plus one, T plus two. The versions of Black-Scholes that work like that. Look, I think, I think Black-Scholes is a real success. It's, it's the best theory in finance and economics. But the reason is, is that it gives you something to think about. You can have intuition about volatility. You can't have intuition about option prices. So if you want to figure out what something's worth, you can say, I think volatility is going to double or volatility is going to half. And it lets you translate your mental intuition about volatility into a dollar price. And that's what Wonderful. most models are good for. Professor, thank you so much for coming in. Emmanuel Derman at Columbia University. John Tucker, keeper of the Garden State Parkway. How many people drove off the Garden State Parkway in that conversation? <laughs> I want to ask the professor, how do you get bored with theoretical physics? But we have no time. We don't have no time. Have no time. <laughs> John Tucker, thank you uh, so much. Futures negative two. We'll Dow futures negative 14. The yield 1.78%. This hour of surveillance brought to you by Mount Kisco Volvo. Visit MountKiscoVolvo.com. Here's Michael Barr with the latest world and national headlines. Mike, Tom, thank you very much. U.S. health officials say there is conclusive evidence that the Zika virus causes babies to be born with abnormally small heads and other severe brain defects. The findings by U.S. experts confirm what doctors in Brazil have suspected. Moscow is rejecting U.S. complaints that Russian attack planes buzzed dangerously close to a U.S. Navy destroyer in the Baltic Sea earlier this week. The spokesman for the Russian Defense Ministry says the pilots of Russian jets saw the ship and turned back while using all measures of precaution. Doctors believe a Texas deputy constable will survive after he was shot six times outside a convenience store in Houston. Police are looking for the shooter. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists and more than 150 news bureaus from around the world. I'm Michael Barr. Mike Tom. Michael Barr, thanks so much. Again, futures negative two. The Dow closing 17,908 in the VIX. 
13.84. I believe it's a bull market. Bloomberg Surveillance. Bloomberg Surveillance brought to you by your Tri-State BMW centers. Visit them online at tristatebmw.com. At BMW, they make only one thing, the ultimate driving machine. 